0: Hello, Internet, and welcome to the 17th episode of Deep Fried Neurons podcast. And for today's episode, I brought you a violent crime story since literally no one asked me for one. <laughs> so, I hope you enjoy it, and uh, I'm gonna cue the fucking. Summer 1977 had just begun and Mr. Carvey, like everybody living in his neighbourhood, was scared shitless. It had been a long time since he'd slept inside the house in the summer. The context for the statement is that Pune had fairly warm summers, and it would be common for people with bungalows, especially in the Arendwane area of Pune, to put cots in the garden and sleep under the stars at the time. But this summer, there was no chance that was happening. The terror in the air wouldn't let them feel safe inside the house, forget putting cots in the garden. Nobody in the city and in the neighborhood in particular felt safe since the beginning of the winter. And all the trouble began, coincidentally, on the Halloween of the previous year. Of course, none of us celebrates Halloween in India in the grand fashion as the West, but that is a spooky coincidence I couldn't let slide. On 31st October 1976, Mr. Joshi was attacked by a bunch of youngsters and they used him and a bunch of knives to enter the house. They proceeded to tie up Mr. Joshi and his wife. After tying up the victims, they used nylon ropes to strangle them. The teenage son of the household arrived later, who was also apprehended, stripped and strangled. The case sent shivers down the spine of everyone who lived there, old pensioners to students going to college at the time. And there were signs of loot on the scene as well, which is why the police thought it was safe to assume that this was a result of a botched robbery. 22 days later, on, November, on 22nd November 1976, another attack was attempted on Yashumati Bafna's bungalow, the assailants clearly thought she was alone in the house because they seemed to be shocked at the presence of the servants. The members of the household, the servant and the lady included, put up a fight and the assailants fled with minor injuries. They got from barbed wires around the house. The third one that happened a month and a day after Joshi Bungalow killings were what give, give, gave this case the fame it has today. It confirmed the angle of serial killers in this case, not just attempted robbery. On 1st December 1976, the f- four youngsters gained access to Smriti Bangla on bandarkar Road and occupied by the Abhyankar family by ringing the doorbell. The grandson, a teenager at the time, opened the door and they immediately stuffed his mouth with a, uh, a ball of cloth. They proceeded to do the same to everyone in the house. The granddaughter was asked to lead them to the valuables which they took with them. Then both the senior citizens, the maid, the grandkids were strangled with a nylon rope. This time again, the grandkids were stripped off their clothes. The Abhyankar bungalow murders and the Joshi bungalow murders were instantly connected by the police because of the modus operandi or the mode of operation. And it was concluded that this was a serial murder case. This was a big deal because serial murders were very, very rare in India. They also inspired a great deal of fear in the masses of the city. Serial killers were seen as almost mythical beasts in the region at the time and feared just as much. During the New Year celebrations, it is rumoured that the Central Reserve of the police force was called to patrol the city because the panic had grown to preposterous amounts. This fact in isolation is probably untrue because it's not verified, but that's just me giving full disclosure. I can picture it though because the word around the streets when uh, the Abhyankar Bangla uh, murders had happened, Raman Ragh- the word was that Raman Raghav type killings were happening in the city. If you don't know who that is, Raman Raghav was a serial killer who operated in the late 60s in Mumbai. Uh, he almost was the city's own version of the nightmare, an urban legend almost. Because his modus operandi was very well known. He used to kill people by bashing their brains in with a truck starter. Not to mention, when Sindhith Halvai, which was his real name, was apprehended, he claimed he could talk to God on a two-way radio. And God told him to cleanse the streets of poverty. Anurag Kashyap ever even made a movie around the idea of this guy. And the movie itself is not half bad. It's called Raman Raghav 2.0. Uh, featuring Nawazuddin Siddiqui and Vicky Kaushal. Amazing movie. I do suggest you watch it. I digress, though. Um, anyway, Mr. Karve's, uh worries lasted a very long time, but the madness of these killings did not. On 23rd March 1977, another murder of an Aniket Gokhale took place, who was killed after being offered a ride by a friend while heading to Anantalki's to meet his brother. He was tied to a ladder and a boulder and thrown off into the Mulamutha River on Garden Road. The police connected the knots of the nylon ropes uh, to other murders in the city and when the body re- resurfaced the next day. In this investigation, the four big suspects, uh, one of whom actually gave a ride uh, to the victim in this case, were commercial art students at the Abhin- Abhinav Kala Mahavidyalaya, and all of them were notorious for picking fights with everybody and heavy drinking. Fortunately for all of all of the citizens of Pune, they forgot to coordinate their lives with each other to the most minute detail. An investigation into them also solved the mystery of another murder that took place on January 1976 of a restaurant owner's son. Satish Gore, a colleague of the suspects and an ex-member of the gang, came forward as a witness to confirm the involvement of Rajendra Jakkal, Dilip Sutar, Shantaram Khanoji Jagtap, and Munavar Harun Shah as the, as the assailants in all of these cases. In a very dramatic trial, rumours and speculations alike started blending in with the truth. Policemen investigating the crime scene had reported seeing Rajendra Jakal and Dilip Sutar as bystanders in the crowd uh, when the bodies were discovered. Rumours of rape and sexual desire surrounding the stripping young people's bodies but also invested and definitely talked about. Rape was rumored, but was never confirmed. There was also the uh, parallel of the clockwork, Orange-style mode of operation and dynamic of this group, which is not very far-fetched. If you haven't watched that movie, the beginning, there is a explicit crime scene which uh, Stanley Kubrick uh, brought forward, and that's exactly how they operated. Songs and all. A Marathi movie named Mafisa Sakshadar, translated loosely to The Witness to the Apology or the Apologetic Witness, I'm not sure which one. (laughs) I think it's the first one because, well, anyway. Was also released in the 80s, uh, a little after the four convicted were hanged. The movie holds a narrative together with the witness testimony of Suhas Chandak, who tied the four to Prakash Hadge's murder and then helped identify the signature use of the nylon rope to the police. And uh, Pune was never the same after, after those murders, because no matter what happened, uh, Pune was no longer safe for the senior citizens of Arendwane or the students who came there. And safety started to be, become the first priority. So that's all I have for you this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed and uh, look up all the facts of this case on your own. You can find it. It's called Joshia Bunker Murders. It'll be the first one you'll, uh, the the first search result that'll come, uh, come up when you Google it. And um, well, hit like if you enjoyed. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to this YouTube channel. Follow me on SoundCloud. Li- like subscribe to us on itunes stitcher spotify whatever you're listening this on and for people who need clarification the problem is i can't afford uh to host more than that much content on the soundcloud or the soundcloud server i'm sorry so unfortunately i can't have all the episodes up there um As soon as the SoundCloud limit is full, I'll have to start deleting the earlier episodes. Um, Because money's hard to come by. Um, (laughs) But anyway, uh, all of them will be available on the YouTube channel regardless if you want somebody to check it out or you want to revisit them or whatever. And, um, well, uh, consider supporting us on Patreon if you think the content is worth it and thank you for tuning in goodbye